Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. God. And then flowing out of that will be the obedience. Flowing out of that love for him will be the service. Flowing out of that love for him will be, you know, trusting him, obeying him. Those things flow out of loving him in a, in a relationship with him. Not the other way around. You know, it's not, it's not that you somehow, you have a relationship with him because you obey him, because you serve him. No, you serve him and obey him because you have a relationship with him. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? In today's message from Pastor Robert, he reminds us that obedience, service, and love to God comes only through a relationship with Him. The chief priority is that we love God, and that only comes through having a relationship with Him. Only out of that love can we truly serve Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, and let's join Pastor Robert with today's message. The Bible says that, that when that second resurrection occurs and people are raised to be judged, the judgment that they will receive is death forever. They will experience forever the consequences, the death, the separation from God, separation from he who is life. The Bible says that soon after this first resurrection, soon after this thousand-year government of Christ, that, that God will eliminate all evil, give us new heavens and a new earth in which only righteousness dwells. You know, something we can't really... Imagine, we can't really contemplate what it's going to be like when even the planet is made perfect, when there is no evil to contend with whatsoever. Your destiny in Christ is one of beauty and adventure. It's one that I encourage you to contemplate because many of us have, again, misconceived ideas that it's going to be just boring and uneventful and that's that's not true. When God first created man in the garden, he revealed our destiny to us. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I've given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of all the earth, every tree whose fruit you'll see, to you it should be for food. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, and everything that creeps on the earth in which there is life, I've given every green herb for food. And it was so. 
Then God saw everything that he had made. Indeed, it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Now, I, I think it's safe to say, put it in a nutshell, that the earth was made for mankind. Mankind was made for the earth. That really hasn't changed. You know, in the, in the very beginning, it seems that heaven and earth were joined together. God walked with man in the garden in the cool of the day. They were hanging out. I think that'll once again be the way it is. Heaven and earth will be joined together. God himself will dwell with us forever, the Bible says. The thing that we have to look forward to is an adventure in a new garden, an adventure in a new earth with new bodies. I don't know, maybe cauliflower's gonna taste like T-bone because it seems like we're all gonna be vegetarians or something. Not sure about that part. Second thing to notice, though, from this passage, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6, is that until he comes for us, our faith will be grown and strengthened through trials. You can expect these things. He says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, one theme that's consistent throughout the New Testament is the exhortation never to lose heart. Guys, this is so important right now. We talked about this at our pastor's meeting up in Merritt Island a couple of weeks ago because we see so many Christians losing heart. See so many pastors losing heart. It's not easy. It never was. It never was easy. He never promised us easy. He promised us grace, strength, provision. Galatians chapter six, verse nine says, let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those of the household of faith. Do you understand? This was an issue 2,000 years ago. That's why it's being written about, or almost 2,000 years ago, when Paul wrote this letter to the Galatian church. He's like, guys, let us not grow weary while doing good. In due season, we will reap a harvest if we don't lose heart, if we don't lose heart. Romans chapter eight, verse 18, we're promised that the sufferings of this present time, again, remember, this was written almost 2,000 years ago, and he's telling them, guys, the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope but because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. And that goes back to what I was talking about a moment ago, new heavens, a new earth in which only righteousness dwells. I, sometimes I get so excited thinking about what, what is Miami gonna be like when it's perfect, you know? I mean, what is Miami Beach gonna be like when it's perfect? Because it's pretty good right now. You come, you know, just drive across the causeway on a pretty day, this, this is it's pretty good now. What's it going to be like when it's perfect, when there's no more wickedness? I enjoy, maybe enjoy is the wrong word, but on a fairly regular basis, I get up before daylight and run along Biscayne Boulevard and, you know, close to where we live in the Miami Shores area, by Miami Shores Country Club, you know, and I run along there. But, but do you understand? There are a lot of mornings when I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder as I'm running. That's, that's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, that, I, I run through a rough, I mean, it's not a bad neighborhood, but it's not a great neighborhood either. I regularly encounter pimps and girls who are working and fellas that I just, you know, let me, let me, let me run backwards for a couple of blocks here until I can't see you anymore. We're not going to have to worry about that. We're not going to have to worry about that. 
But the Bible wants you to understand whatever hardships God allows in your life, whatever battles you endure, whatever evils befall you, he promises to use those things to grow you into the person that he destined you to become as you trust him. But point number three, the last one here, this is only for those who love him. In other words, the merely religious are not included in any of this. You've got to understand that because we're living in an age when far too many people who call themselves Christians are merely religious. In other words, you got your first communion, go to church a couple of times a year, somebody told you that you're in good standing with such and such a church. That was me. I mean, please understand, 40 years ago, as a young guy, I was a member in good standing in a Southern Baptist church, but I was separated from God. I didn't know him. I believed he existed, but I had no relationship with him. And God, God isn't interested in technicalities. He's not interested in your religion. No, the Bible says he's looking at who you really are. He's looking at your heart. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, you understand that some people, it's not genuine, it's not real, it's religion. Get out of jail free card does not exist in the kingdom of heaven. Not, not in this sense, where you can play games, technicalities, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom have not seen you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Can you relate to that, this, this statement? Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Is that a description of your relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, Jesus said that his number one concern, the chief priority is that we love God. Chief priority is that we love God. And then flowing out of that will be the obedience. Flowing out of that love for him will be the service. Flowing out of that love for him will be, you know, trusting him, obeying him. Those things flow out of loving him in a, in a relationship with him. Not the other way around. You know, it's, not, it's not that you somehow, you have a relationship with him because you obey him, because you serve him. No, you serve him and obey him because you have a relationship with him. We hope today's message has brought hope and encouragement to your life and that you feel the strength you need to step forward in the world. That strength is coming from the Holy Spirit and He'll be with you wherever you go. We are so happy you joined us for Main Thing Radio today and we'd like to invite you to visit our website to learn more about us. You'll find us online at mainthingradio.com. Before our time with you is through for the day, we'd like to tell you how you can partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy with the details. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Thanks, Tracy. Any amount you're able to donate is greatly appreciated and useful. Another way you can support Main Thing Radio is through prayer. We value that greatly as well. Sadly, that's all we have time for today. Join us again to continue studying through the book of 1 Peter on the next edition of Main Thing Radio.